Welcome to Animation in Progress, the Devils, Angels, and Dating podcast. This is a CG animated short musical created with the talents of an online community of artists from around the world. In this podcast, the director, Michael Kaywood, talks to team member Iskander Melek. Michael then goes over a quick filmography of his work before giving us a status update of the film. Enjoy the podcast! Right, I'm here with, uh, oh, actually, I don't know how to pronounce your name. You better um, tell me exactly how to pronounce your name before I embarrass you. <laughs> um, uh, Iskander. Right, Iskander. And surname, Melek? Or... Melak. Melak, right. Iskander yeah. Melak. I hope I got that right. <laughs> More or less, yeah. Yes. <laughs> anyway, um, Iskander's been um, doing quite a lot of different jobs for the project uh, for a fair old period of time now, actually. Um, I don't remember how many months ago he joined us, but um, he uh, started out doing some colour um, tests and things like that, and he's actually taken on quite a lot of very technical challenges uh, for the project. Do you want to talk a little bit about the kind of work that you've been doing for us? Um, yeah. Um, like you said, I started off doing the colour tests on Death and then on a little bit on Cupid, and then I ended up doing some work on... Uh, doing the textures on death mm. and also I and lately I've been doing some effects work which has been more a little bit more challenging than the textures mm. originally actually yeah that's right um, he took the model for death and kind of po polished off a few little bit of rough ends on the model and then did all the textures and things on it which was really good um, so that was a big push for the project and actually was quite helpful in getting us um, a bit more exposure because people saw this pretty model with all the nice textures and things on it and got all excited about working on it. So it was very, very useful. Um, it was quite fun to do as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, Iskander's been doing some tests for what we're going to use for the tails as well. Do you want to talk a bit about that? Um, yeah, I've done, I've been doing a few tests on them. and. Originally, I started doing uh, blend shapes and uh, deformers, and then uh, someone joined onto the forum and recommended trying uh, the sign deformer, which is my newest test that I'm going to be doing, and I'll put that up soon. But basically, I'll be mixing um, blend shapes and the sign deformer to create a sort of wavy effect. Mm. The general gist of it was that we were trying to get together some sort of technique for making tails look like flames or like smoke that sort of thing so they were so they had to deform they had to follow through they ha they might have to have some uh, lighting effects applied to them afterwards all kinds of different things that we had to think about so iskander has been doing lots of different tests for um, different things like that um, how did you find out about the project in the first place um, I worked at NPC at the same time you did when on uh, Narnia the mm. uh, print Caspian and basically when I left I was looking through LinkedIn and it kept on popping up your name in the who do I know or oh, who okay. I may know so yeah, I followed this is really the website. I think um, he was probably in the, the next room to me most of the months that I was there and but you know there were so many people on the project that um, we, we didn't I don't think we ever met I, not that I'm aware of um, but I certainly went I into your room so. I know I went into your room because I went in there to uh, 
uh, talked to the layout supervisor a few times and um, dealt with a few technical issues and things with some guys in there. Um, so where were you sat again? <laughs> um, I was sat towards as if when you first came into the room. So um, uh, the first couple of desks in there. And then I moved to in front of Stanley. Right. Delamore. Um, oh, so you, you saw my name pop up. Um, does that mean you tracked down the project from there? Yeah, I went to your website and basically liked what I saw and wanted to, because I hadn't been doing any work other than my own, mm. I wanted to join into a team and get some more inf like experience and mm. just have fun, really. Cool, cool. And so what kind, what, so, kind, what actually caught your eye about the project? Um, I think primarily it was because it was quite early on, more uh, like the, the idea was there and the storyboards were, were there. Mm. <laughs> but there was a lot of scope to help. I like that, helping. That's interesting um, because it, I'm, what I'm finding is that more often than not, you tend to have to have done the job that people want to do in order to attract their attention. So um, that's very refreshing to hear um, that someone actually wants to, wanted to join up because they saw potential to um, add value to the project. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Not saying that it wasn't good in the first place, just oh, I wanted to well, that, help. That really just depend on what, which month it was you joined up, and I forget now. <laughs> no, I, mean, well, I think you'd already had a couple of tests with the um, with Devil, like uh, you were doing some anime, uh, I think it was Pritish was doing, is it Pritish? Yes, that's right, yeah. Dogra? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was doing some animation tests with like uh, with on Devil before it was finished. Mm -hmm. So it was from then onwards. Oh, right. Okay. There was probably a little bit of promise in the project then. There. Yeah, the thing is, is the earlier you get involved in the project, the more faith you have to have. So I have a great deal of respect for the people that joined up so early um, and, you know, saw potential in it at such an early stage. What have been your favourite parts that you've worked on so far? I think I got, so far, I've got the most out of um, finishing te uh, death textures because I was quite pleased with how that looked out, how that turned out, and mm. also uh, what Samir just uploaded those those renders look quite, really quite nice of her mm, mm. is it Samir? yes that's right um, yeah and and also um i've enjoyed doing the pixie dust because it's kind of pushed me a little bit more to mm. learn a bit more mel yeah he's um he's kind of just been doing a lot of uh, our sort of effects work and the two main ones uh, that we were tackling were uh, ignoring the tails and things for now were the pixie dust and the god rays I guess they've both gone through quite a lot of different iterations and um, uh, Iskander's built up a sort of uh, tool interface for doing the particles and I think you're on about the fifth or sixth attempt at doing the god rays uh, because we've had a few different um, ideas and things about that, how to do those. Uh, do you want yeah. to tell us a bit about those? Yeah, uh, they they started off by um, Bob did, Bob Strongman did um, the first tests of them by mm. just basically having a, a a polygon with a glow on it mm. um, and that worked for the majority of it but unfortunately when you mixed it with lighting and other elements it seemed to just get blown out and then it would just cover up most of the screen so we just started working on trying to make it a bit less interfering really mm. um, and I've just used planes and a texture and I think it's worked. Yeah, no, it's, it's actually um, in really good shape. The last I, I checked, the last render you put up, I think it was yesterday, it was looking really impressive. 
Um, so, I mean, we're pretty in pretty good shape for that now. We just have to make sure that we can find con an easy way to integrate it with everything else now. So what's challenged you the most so far? I mean, you, you sort of mentioned it was probably these environmental effects. Is I think so, because um, I hadn't really... D I'd done a couple of mail scripts, but they were really quite basic. So I've been teaching myself along with doing with doing the project, but also the God roads have been a little bit trying to get the right thing basically because mm. yeah, the us was a little bit yeah there's so many different ways you can do god race and um we've had like volumetric stuff and all kinds of different things um thrown at us uh, and uh iskander's tried all of them <laughs> which is very good and hopefully we've come up with the easiest one now so. yeah I, th I think it looks pretty good and um with any luck we'll have enough control over it to um you know delete the ones that or move things around if we have any problems with it what do you think about the uh collaborative team setup that we've been kind of building yeah no it, i think it works really well um and also you can see how the website changes like on a sort of weekly basis you add you end up adding more things for like marketing now you've got all of the facebook and youtube and linkedin mm, mm. and just the way that all the you can see every time someone uploads a new bit of work and all the comments you give them and all the comments that everyone else gives them yeah and it's just i think it's really easy to use so yeah it's quite good i mean it, it has its uh, flaws it's obviously everyone's all over the world we're all in different time zones and um i'm trying to encourage everyone to communicate as clearly to the rest of the team as possible so that we are all on the same page and we know how much time each other have um but it's working out quite well as uh, iskander just kind of pointed out the, the website's evolved a bit over time I keep coming up with new ideas for things to get the word out there and um, help out the team. And some things have worked and some things haven't. So certain features on the website go on and then might come off a few days later when it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> um, and sometimes I think I've broken the website. I think there was a period of about a week when no one could sign in except for the people who already knew, uh, who were already active on the website. Um, you probably didn't. Uh -huh. even, did I don't suppose you even noticed this one, Iskander? Because basically, anyone who already had cookies. No, I don't sign up. Oh man. Well, this is it. As long as you have a cookie on your computer, um, people were already logged in. But there was a. Oh, right. I'd made some changes to the title banner to try and um, make it smaller. And what I didn't realize I'd done was that I'd shifted everything in the website un underneath some in, uh, sort of big block that was covering things up and that included the login screen <laughs> and it wasn't until I one day accidentally logged out and then tried to log back in again that I realized that all the the uh, fields where you type in your new username and password had been covered up and so uh, yeah so basically anyone who wasn't already signed in or um, wasn't already a member couldn't sign up or anything like that and I thought it was a little bit odd I put a couple of adverts out there and I got no responses or anything you know and um, as soon as I put that back, that feature back, and uncovered it, suddenly we got like three or four new members. <laughs> it's like, whoops, got to test these things a bit better. <laughs> oh, well, it's going to happen. Anyway, uh, so what other projects are you working on? Are you doing anything else on the side? Have you had any freelance or anything like that? Is there anything you can tell us about? Um, I haven't been working in within the same industry uh, at the moment. Mm. I'm doing a bit of freelance web design, like sport clothing company. Mm. and just my own little projects here and there mm. uh, nothing nothing overly exciting unfortunately <laughs> but yeah, that's cool uh, w what sort of elements are you looking forward to working on um i'm not sure how where it's going well, I, I 
I know where the film's going, but <laughs> it's getting close to the animation stage. Yeah, we are very close, yeah. So I don't know where I would fit in when hopefully I'd get to do something within that, but I don't know where well, it would suit me both best. Well, that, that's one of the kind of things. I mean, basically, it's just a question of you figuring out what sort of things you're interested in working on. We definitely need a technical person to be able to help out in, in areas all the time. There's always going to be a need for more technical people. So I don't think we'll ever not need you. That's for sure. <laughs> it's, just <a> question, <laughs> it's just a question of you being able to figure out the kind of stuff that will help out uh, work with your portfolio and, and keep you interested, basically. Because um, obviously we don't want to be just um, taking up your time if you're if it's not going to benefit you as well. That's the general gist oh, of it. <laughs> no, everything I've done so far has benefited me. So good, good. I've enjoyed it all. Where's your? Uh, do you want to tell people where your website is and where people can find your stuff? Um, yeah, it's uh, it's icmstudios.co.uk is my uh, main website, and it's just got uh, it's got some development videos and my showreel and links to people I recommend and just a bit about me really cool well everyone you should uh, go and check that one out um and i guess we'll uh, wrap it up there and uh, move on to the next section so uh, thank you very much iskander it was a pleasure speaking That's to cool. you <laughs> thought I'd take this opportunity to uh, give a bit of a brief history of all the films and animation projects and things I've worked on. So I guess uh, this is just kind of to put everything into context. Uh, so I'll jump back to the beginning, to my early days. Um, I guess I was messing around with um, some really crude DOS programs back in my college days, and um, I put together something quite awful uh, that was an experiment <laughs> related to some college work I was doing and no one's ever going to see that because it was terrible. I don't think it was actually my first one though. The first one I ever did was a little project called Night Owl and that was back in 1994 and uh, basically it was just me making this up as it goes along. I was doing all these little experiments in DOS and uh, I produced this completely nonsensical piece of film. I put strung all the shots together and it was my first experience actually having cuts from one shot to one shot to the next so forth. And so it was quite satisfying seeing all this stuff coming together and really feeling like I was making a film. And I even managed to cram in a little bit of an anime-like character at the end that looked like it was fully animated. After that, um, I was doing lots of different experiments around about this time and I can't even remember all of them, but um, I did a little Batman ripoff <laughs> just because I liked the music and I wanted to do something to it. But then that was the first time I kind of realized that I didn't want to be doing things that seemed like they were actually ripping off existing materials. So that was kind of my last piece of fan art <laughs> in the form of animation, I suppose. Um, I did a college project which I called Operation Cuttlefish. Um, it was based on a brief that we were given at the time, and it was just some, an opportunity to kind of use a dramatic piece of music and do some nice visuals to go with that, and uh, I was quite pleased with how that worked out. Was, uh, it was like the first piece that I'd done that really felt like I was communicating something dramatic and heartfelt. Um, and then further on in 1995, I did a typography project with my mate Dave. We did this stop motion thing where we animated a little plasticine letters moving around the set. Uh, I don't think I even have a copy of that anymore. If I do, it's on old floppy disks. <laughs> it 
but um, that was quite fun. Then I did um, another stop motion piece on my own, which was uh, various bugs in the form of plasticine moving around my kitchen. And they were sort of doing this race, and I managed to incorporate some live action footage into that. This is still using DOS. I was uh, kind of mixing up things. I had a camera hooked up to uh, an Amiga grabber of some sort <laughs> uh, that I'd borrowed from someone, and then I transferred all that footage into DOS and ended up with this kind of black and white uh, material that I, I put together and added a bit of color to in DOS and that was good fun and that, that uh, was quite a lively piece because I had some fast music to it then I started on this huge task um, I was still kind of doing these little experiments and things and I suppose I started doing a space epic uh, which just kept on growing and I started to I, I guess I did this all wrong I picked all these pieces of music from Star Wars that I really liked that I wanted to animate too and um, kind of made up a story that seemed to go with all these pieces of music and then just carried on making this thing and I was addicted to it and I was uh, working on it in all my free time and uh, I took all my old cartoon characters that I designed as a kid and animated them in DOS and uh, I even did a little bit of hand animation which I scanned in with this little crappy little um, hand scanner thing and uh, put it all together and made this 18 minute sci-fi epic and even got some friends of mine to record voices on it so uh, it's quite funny but it's a terrible piece of filmmaking that was just a big experience though and uh, after that I think I did a few more experiments uh, 1996 now we're looking at and uh, did some CG stuff at this point, my first dabbling with 3D Studio in DOS, um, a robot moving around I think, um, I did a collaboration with my mate Dave again and he had a bee flying around my robot, let's see, went to university and I was showing, I got the placement on uh, the university course, uh, this is an animation degree uh, with all the material I had and um, I, I guess first couple of things I produced at university was there was one that was a brief I was given a f painting and I had to create a piece of filmmaking based on this painting so I just moved the camera around over this painting to the sound of a certain musical track and that was again a, an exercise and learning dramatics and stuff like that um, then we did this uh, short film which uh, I I called it Like Rabbits. Basically we were given this piece of music that uh, everyone pulled out of a hat and you didn't have any choice, you had to animate to this piece of music. And I wasn't a huge fan of the piece of music and it was really twee and other friends of mine got way better pieces of music. Um, but I had to work to it anyway so uh, I quickly designed these rabbits and started uh, doing violent things to the rabbits. And But in many ways, many respects actually, it's quite uh, a big leap in filmmaking relative to what I'd been doing earlier and it was much more structured and it was basically like a little Warner Brothers short uh, as I was doing a kind of sort of like a Wiley Coyote thing but with rabbits in it and it's fully colored and all the music was in there and you know it's kind of felt like a complete piece of filmmaking um, then uh, I think I did some experiments in CG again what I called the hand of God it was just this big spaceship and a bunch of other bits and bobs that I threw together I started producing showreels at this point. This was mostly made up of 
2D tests that I'd done to this point, a little bit of my Like Rabbits movie and stuff like that all thrown together. Um, and it was quite satisfying to see it all coming together like that. So you start to think much more carefully about um, what it is you want to create in order to put in your showreel. Um, then coming towards the end of the first year on my degree, I tried to do a collaboration with my mate Dave, who was also on the degree, and somebody else uh, to make a film called Firestoker. Unfortunately, we didn't finish it all, but I got a good chunk of 2D animation done out of that, which went into the showreel. And we also did some a, sort of a, um, a Mickey take of Scooby-Doo as well. So I got to do some characters, the uh, caricatures of my tutors in the Scooby-Doo style. Um, I did another showreel after that point. And then uh, I guess that we were into the second year. And I'd already started working on this film called Two-Faced Tabby. Um, at the end of my first year in, in the sort of summer holidays and I just carried it on through and I guess at that point this is one of the longest projects I'd ever worked on. I ended up spending about a year and a half so all of my second year plus the two summer holidays either side of it on the film Two-Faced Tabby and it was another big jump up. It involved uh, computer graphics backgrounds that were done in 3D studio in DOS and 2D animation on top of it all coloured in and I even managed to get um, a little bit of uh, freelance work <laughs> in my last summer holiday uh, that on a, an animation colouring system that allowed me to, uh, and as part of the payment for doing this animation I did for them, uh, they gave me this software that allowed me to do a little bit of colouring on Two-Faced Tabby, so that was quite handy. And then after that, I mean, we're coming to 1998, this is the part where I did two pieces of animation for, as a freelancer. Uh, for this company BIT who don't exist anymore and uh, it was with a, a panda and another panda and funnily enough the first appearances of characters uh, Racket and Polo and I was just kind of working on the character designs for what could be potentially a third year film and I used these character designs in this freelance work I did for them and Basically, um, they were just little things to promote the software for colouring uh, 2D animation, and it was quite uh, an interesting piece of animation. And uh, I worked my butt off for that summer holiday trying to do that, whilst also getting the opportunity to colour in Two-Faced Tabby at the same time. And I used that footage in it as well, just because they needed footage to show off how the 2D colouring system um, worked. So I was able to use both things to sort of use it as an example. Anyway. Then in the third year, I, this, so this is uh, 1998 to 1999, I worked on Panda Panda, uh, which was a refined version of the two characters that I'd, I'd previously been working on. And I guess this was the pinnacle of my 2D animation days. This is when this is as good as it got before I finished my degree and found out that there really wasn't a lot of work going on in the world of 2D. And I had to switch to doing CG. So when I got my first job, I was very fortunate to get a job at Rare doing uh, games for Nintendo. And uh, the first project I was put on was uh, what was later called Star Fox Adventures. And that was a big project that lasted me from 1999 all the way through to 2002. It was about three and a half years total. And uh, I did pretty much had a hand in every single cutscene in that, plus a small amount of the in-game animations, but I won't take credit for most of that because most of that was done by other animators. 
there was another guy who was doing cutscenes with me uh, for I think it was two and a half years worth of the project um, so he did quite a lot of stuff but I, I kind of had to go in there and ultimately tweak pretty much all of the cutscenes anyway so in the end 50% was 100% of my work and then the other 50% was uh, just a little bit polished kind of thing and uh, in amongst that work I did little things for myself I did drawing and I um, wrote stories and stuff like that and I even did a pop video for my mate Dave um, called Lost Without Trace um, so there's a lot, bit of live action there I was experimenting with and just trying to figure out uh, yeah, have, have a bit of fun with live action for a change um, after Star Fox I had the opportunity to work on couple of projects. The, the only one that's actually uh, appeared now is uh, Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. I honestly couldn't say that what's out there now is uh, much of a reflection of the work I did on it. Um, it was just in the very early days when we were knocking around ideas and I spent a couple of months doing concepts and things for it which and the project kind of got put on the shelf for a while and came back many 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 years later as something quite different. And uh, then after that, I moved on to Cameo. Uh, Cameo had already been on going for about three years at this point, and so I was brought in uh, with a bunch of other people from Star Fox Adventures team to do lots of different work on that. And uh, in the end, I ended up being the lead animator on it, and uh, I got the opportunity to do about 25 minutes worth of um, fully rendered cutscenes, as well as lots of in-game stuff as well. And I was quite uh, pleased with how all of that went. It was very effects-driven, uh, very um, imaginative, and the kind of characters I got to animate on it were really, really wild. I mean, Star Fox was good because I got to do lots of big and small stuff, dinosaurs and all kinds of weird creatures, um, but Cameo was just even crazier because it was lots of things you couldn't have even imagined. So when I finished that one off, I guess I got the opportunity to do a few odds and sods I think I did some trailers for Cameo, I did some trailers and some logo work for Perfect Dark Zero. There was numerous projects I got to work on that I can't discuss, I'm afraid, but uh, I did actually get the opportunity to spend, I think it was about, I can't remember exactly, but I think it was about six weeks, maybe a couple of months working on Viva Piñata. Um, it was actually, the work I did was actually for the, at the time it was going to be an expansion pack, but it turned out that it was later used as uh, Viva Piñata, Trouble in Paradise, the, the sequel. Um, then I got the opportunity to work on Happy Feet, and uh, I spent, I think it was four months, no, five months down in Australia and four months working on the film, doing all kinds of different um, random bits and bobs that they needed doing. Uh, lots of problem solving and lots of um, finishing off shots and stuff like that. Then I started doing more of my own personal animation on the side. Um, I did a little piece of lip sync because basically I felt like my showreel needed some more lip sync in it so I did something from the Truman Show and then I actually was going to have a go at what was back then the 10 second club and I got myself a, a rig and animated to that but funnily enough it was at, at exactly the time that the 10 second club died so I never got the opportunity to upload it, show it and enter it as part of the competition uh, but I finished off the piece and later came back to it to polish it as well and put that in my demo reel as well. Then, let's see, we jump over to my time. I was working on Sir Billy the Vets, uh, which can't really discuss unfortunately, but it's a feature film. 
that um, I became the animation supervisor on and lead character animator on it for a while. I guess I was on that for about six months before, oh, and whilst I was doing that I did a little test piece for myself as well. I did this uh, Dogs on a Seesaw piece which was just something I wanted to show off, um, some kind of something really physical with a four-legged character and ended up having two four-legged characters on <laughs> two ends of a bendy seesaw, which was quite complicated. In fact, it drove me nuts doing this piece, but I was quite pleased with the result. And uh, let's see, then I moved on over to ArcVFX and got to help them finishing off the um, full FMV work on the club. Uh, it wasn't a huge amount of fun, this project, because it was a lot of mocap um, applied to some um, very difficult to animate rigs. Um, but obviously, as in all mocap, you always end up having to reanimate stuff and try and make it fit in with what's already there. And the rigs, unfortunately, when they're designed for uh, mocap, are not easy to hand animate. So that wasn't a lot of fun, but the results look pretty good, I guess. Um, I did a few show reels for them, edited various different uh, teaser trailers and uh, professional reel for them to show off their work. Uh, then I, d I actually entered the 11 Second Club for the first time, finally, <laughs> and I was quite pleased with that piece. Um, uh, that was a, an intense three weeks worth of work, uh, polishing that one off, and I, I called that one the adorable man in the mirror. <laughs> Then we finished off uh, what we were working on at ArcVFX, which was a, an advert for the Singapore Navy, called, uh, and it was a campaign called Be Somebody, and that was really cool. Um, it was just like lots of buildings coming to life and uh, going out to s sailing out to sea and, and battling other buildings coming from another city, and it was all in the imagination of one particular guy, and it was a really, really cool thing to work on. Um, after that, I got the opportunity to work on the Renault McGann Sport advert at uh, the Moving Picture Company, uh, where I was animating, um, funnily enough, car parts flying around, so spark plugs whizzing around like Star Wars spaceships going down the trench or something like that. Uh, that was quite an interesting project, and that was turned out really amazingly quickly, and it just looked really, really good when it was finished. Um, spent then a few weeks working on a Toyota Aris advert where we were doing previs for uh, human characters that were going to be interacting on a, as miniature, miniature, tiny little characters actually in the car. Um, that was quite an interesting project to work on and I got to work quite closely with the director on that one so that was fun. Now we're jumping all the way, I've crept my way up to 2007 and 2008 where I'd worked on um, what I later found out was parkour. Now, basically what I mean is that I didn't even know anything about parkour, but I wanted to do this imaginative piece uh, for my reel, and I had a go at something where the character was leaping around from building to building. And uh, I, when I'd finished it, I found out all about parkour and all these video clips that were on YouTube and... Uh, and I realized that this was something that actually had a following and so I was quite pleased that I'd sort of tapped into that sort of culture and uh, that was a really cool piece and got that finished off. After that I got an opportunity to work on um, Prince Caspian, uh, so this is the second Narnia movie and did various shots and things. I think I, I actually had a hand in about 50 shots while I was on there, but some things big, some things small, lots of different types of things that they needed tidying up and finishing off there. 
Let's see, then I got the chance to work at Passion Pictures and I worked on the Harmonics Rock Band 2 cinematic, which was really cool. So this was a sort of, it did involve mocap, but you'd be surprised how much of it had to be hand animated because the characters were doing such crazy things that you couldn't possibly have mocapped it all. So although we may have started with mocap, by the end of it, uh, there were shots that had gone from being started as mocap and were now only about 10% mocap by the time you'd finished with them. Um, and there was some really crazy stuff in there and I previsited most of the projects um, and as I was the first animator on board uh, right the way through to final animation and by the time we finished there was about seven animators on, on that project so uh, yeah it was really really exciting to work on that one actually I did uh, a commercial for Vodafone um, this was live action and CG mix this was basically lots and lots and lots of dominoes <laughs> I spent a month just basically uh, placing dominoes and laying out shots with um, how these dominoes would move amongst these little mini sets of with humans in them, and it was a r really great, interesting experience. I mean, it wasn't animation heavy, but I got to work quite closely with the directors on that one and learned a lot about cameras and focal lengths and all kinds of stuff. It, it was only, I guess, the second or third time I'd worked with live action, and um, so I, I got to learn a lot from that one. Then I had the chance to work on the famous Churchill insurance adverts and I did two adverts with Churchill and that was just brilliant because it was stripping away all the other complexities and just having a nice locked off shot and a beautiful talking head and I just loved that, that was really really good fun for two weeks working on that one. Um, after that, I ha did actually do a little bit of work on another film which isn't out yet so I can't really discuss it all that much. And uh, that's about it. And that takes us all the way up to starting work on Devil's Angels and dating. Um, so you can kind of see how things fit into context. Uh, but by, by the time I get to Devil's Angels and dating, I'm, I'm really just kind of looking to bring together all the different skills and aspects of lots of different projects I've worked on. Because there isn't a heck of a lot in Devil's Angels and dating that I've never done before. I've done it all in small doses. So I, this is an opportunity to bring it all together into one pa beautiful package, all my favorite parts, and just do all the stuff that I love the most and share it with uh, a team of talented people. And uh, so, you know, this is an absolute joy to work on, and it's just like all the best bits of everything I've ever wanted to work on before, all in one place. Fantastic. Anyway, I'll uh, leave it at that, and I hope you enjoyed it. Bye. <laughs> Okay, time for a quick project summary. Um, right, well, the general gist of it, lots of things are going very well, and some areas are a little bit of a struggle, but we're working on it. So from the top, uh, first of all, the areas we're struggling with uh, <laughs> uh, is kind of sound. Uh, we have some really good sound effects work going into it, and that's, I th not don't think that's gonna be a problem now. Uh, we've made a good start on sound effects, uh, theoretically at some point, uh, the guy Noel, who might, uh, who's currently working on it, may not be available for the full period of production, um, but that's okay because I've got another friend of mine who's more than happy to take over, and he's ready and waiting. Uh, now, so the big challenge on sound really is to do with the songwriting. Uh, we have a few people that have dabbled in it a bit and done some tests and so forth, and there's a plan in place. 
but the real challenge now is finding uh, the right people for the right part of the, the job, in effect. And um, I'm in discussions with a few different people trying to uh, raise awareness and, and work out who's prepared to do this, that and the other. And, but eventually, at some stage, if we get into real trouble, um, fortunately, the film will work without any songs. It doesn't have to be a musical. Um, it was just something that uh, I think would work really well and I think would help us stand out from the other um, short films that are out there. So I'll keep having a go at that and if I manage to make it work, great. If not, then don't worry, there will be no loss to the project. Uh, next stage down um, is actually the rigging, which is going pretty well. We've got uh, all three characters now in some stage of rigging. Cupid just had an early start to get set up with all the um, controls and things like that and uh, that's going to be easy to follow through on when we get that going. Death has been stalled a bit for a while and um, I've had a second person start to have a look at that one now and I think that's going to make a little bit more progress so now we've got a second pair of eyes looking at it. And Devil's in pretty good shape actually. Um, it, most of the work was already done and it's, he's just going through a period of polish at the moment and with any luck I might even have that finished over this weekend and then uh, Iskander is going to have a look and add some extra functionality. Uh, now onto the modellings and uh, the interesting thing about the modelling stage is that uh, we're actually in a really really good position. All the character modelling is done and this is a major hurdle overcome and it puts us in a very good position um, because it basically means that one of the biggest areas that, that I would have considered a risk has been uh, passed and I mean we've got a bit of texturing work to be done and shades and things are still being developed but one way or another um, I think one of the hardest parts of the production is is done um, so that's really really good news and that just kind of leads us into texturing, lighting and compositing We've got uh, we've had a number of people doing various tests in uh, all three areas, and we've got little bits of progress being made. And so uh, when that's all done, uh, obviously uh, that'll be great. But uh, we're kind of working our way through that at the moment. Other than that, uh, I think we're all in pretty good shape. I'm uh, constantly updating the animatics, so keep your eyes peeled for that. I just want to put out a shout to the team and say a huge thank you for all your hard work and uh, keep it up. We're doing good and uh, I'll catch you on the next podcast. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Devils, Angels, and Dating podcast. If you would like to learn more about Devils, Angels, and Dating or would like to become involved in the project, please visit the website at devilsangelsanddating.com. Until next time. Devils, angels, and